0: Wow. Hey, first time's a charm this time. It's a, it's a phlegmy morning for the three of us, the three <laughs> of us.
1: <laughs> it's not um, throbbing?
0: No, no, just phlegmy this morning. No throbbing to be seen. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome to Modern <laughs> Sovereign. It is episode 12, a hot dozen coming at you straight out the oven, hot off the mic. Um, we got a, uh, we got Ryan, we got Will, we got, we got Craig up in the room uh, with us this morning. How we doing today, guys? Pretty Good. I love the idea that if
1: someone was listening They might think Craig is like our Jamie And they're like oh yeah Jamie pulled us up like, Craig pull that up Like there yeah, is I, no
0: I, I do kind It's of not like, a real
1: person but we gotta pretend
0: I do kind of like intentionally like Shoehorn the word Craig at least once into every episode Just for the sake of the meme Everyone's gotta know he's in the room with us He's a, he's a valuable part of the team He's a little late sometimes But it matters that he's here
1: <laughs> Right on well, yeah, we were um, as we do before every episode. We we're like, "What the fuck are we talking about?" Mm-hmm. And there's um, one thing that came up is that, like, as Ryan and I both don't live in the U.S. but often get paid in the U.S. Like the hilarious sort of thing where almost every freelancer, everyone doing U.S. centric business or something mm-hmm. that even mildly it, right, to it, they yeah, they end up being accidental currency traders. Like I was, I always forget if I have most of my clients pay me in USD, some in GBP, and some in CAD. Uh, which is Canadian dollars for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Some people actually don't know which is hilarious. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just this mystery money. It's like Litecoin, but to USD. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a privileged position we hold. Canada's
2: like the test net for, for the experimental <laughs> USD oh, <no. laughs> apps.
0: Yeah, Euro's like a like a polka dot sidechain experiment type thing that everyone was really excited about at first, but then it got launched and now everyone's just like,
2: eh. Okay. Yeah, it's lower okay. fees, but no one really wants to be
1: there. <laughs> yeah, now I'm trying to think which one's Dogecoin. It's like, it's basically Zimbabwean currency, I guess. Uh, yeah. Comparable <laughs> volatility, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were just saying how we all sort of become mild currency traders because it's one of those things that I know it's like, oh man, why am I doing better or worse this month? And it's because I was not paying attention to like just Canadian dollar versus US dollar, and that will affect things. Because for a while, it was one. I guess it was basically, yeah, 1.33, which is great. And now it's gone down to like 1.25 or something like that. And so it's almost one of those weird things where I live in Canada and I'm just praying, like, oh, man, it's way better for me if the US dollar starts doing better. Because it's just like a free raise right there.
0: Okay, yeah, this is something I've never had to think about. Uh, It's kind of nice being in the the old US of A. Well,
1: one day, I guess the idea is one day if things are priced in Bitcoin, you'll have to think about that. So we're preparing you. This is all just a... We're trying to get Alex up to speed for when he he doesn't have the reserve currency status either.
0: US is going to hold on to that for a a hot minute. Um, yeah, I know. see that? And uh... this one for three hundred years from now.
1: <laughs> do you guys see that
0: uh, that Michael Saylor clip that I posted in the in the, in the GC? No, I, just put it right there. What the fuck? No, I don't I don't watch videos. Oh my god, I, I
2: don't read the messages you right.
0: It, this hurts a little bit. I'm, I'm no, not reading I, your messages anymore. I have a bot to filter those. It's just every time I post, it, you just mark his red, wait till Ryan says something interesting. And then play <laughs> off of that without knowing the context. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you fellas I know what the clip is? I Well, uh, Michael Saylor was up on like MSNBC or <clears throat> some news network. And uh, the, the anchor was asking him what like his price targets were long-term or whatever else. And he was basically talking about how um, long-term, not even that long-term, probably over the next decade or two, we're going to see pretty much all world currencies, all sovereign currencies, um, probably get eaten away. Um, They're probably just going to inflate themselves into oblivion, and it's just all going to get sucked up by the US dollar. There might be like two or three like existing sovereign reserve or sovereign currencies left in the world, uh, USD, uh, maybe the euro, maybe uh, whatever the China C N B or whatever they call it, um, it's going to be that, and then everyone's going to be denominating in Bitcoin more or less. He, he's talking. He he made this point as like his you know hyper bull case about how Bitcoin's going to be this hundred trillion dollar asset in the future, um, and the U S dollar is probably going to be what we're like commonly trading in. Still, that's still what like commerce is going to be done with um, in, in this model, but um, instead of people just holding dollars or bonds or whatever else, um, Bitcoin is going to be the new um, uh, reserve asset more or less. People are going to start to demonetize their um, real estate, stocks, bonds, if they're not trying to make a directional bet on any particular part of the economy or any uh, certain asset class, Bitcoin is just the thing that everyone's going to hold in the same way that, that people might hold dollars if we weren't in this inflationary, uh, inflationary environment. Um, so I thought I that was kind of relevant to talking about so currencies let's just, whatever so else.
2: Saylor's just talking his bag.
0: He is. He is. He's the only bag he has.
2: He's just got like the largest, heaviest Bitcoin bag in the
0: entire world. Does he actually? Like aside from like Satoshi's Satoshi's wallet? Uh, Yeah.
2: I don't don't know. I don't know if it's like the exact bag. I'm assuming like institutions, uh, like big exchanges will have to have more on hand, like FTX or Coinbase probably have more. But like as an individual, maybe.
0: Yeah, he, he might be up there he's got like 100 like 150 some odd thousand bitcoin
2: yeah he's got so so much bitcoin like a a really sizable chunk of actual total supply of bitcoin
0: it's Um, like coming up on like a percent or something isn't it so
2: i i find it i i i find it extremely extremely difficult to take like his view on bitcoin versus the u.s dollar at face value it's, there's no way he can see clearly on this one. There's no mm-hmm. way. It, <laughs> it, could I, I be like a,
0: it could be like a cart before the horse situation. Maybe he developed yeah. these opinions before he bought it, and the, the opinions are what informed the purchases rather than the yeah. purchase being what are now informed. It's, it's probably a, one of those virtuous uh, cycles, one of those self-enforcing yeah. feedback loops. Mm-hmm. There's
1: a really good podcast from, I think, early last year where, uh, what's that guy? P- Pomp was hosting Michael Saylor. And, uh, and you hear him sort of talking about the exact process of how he got into Bitcoin. He was basically just like at the beginning of COVID, like I was looking at mm-hmm. the way inflation was affecting certain things, how even with less sales and uh, less costs, we were still losing just because of our cash was being inflated away so quickly. And he does talk his way through it, which is, I guess, better. It's better to hear like, oh, okay, when I didn't own it. This is what I discovered that makes me now own it rather than like Ryan saying like completely talking your bag. For some reason that feels different to me.
2: Did you guys see the chart that I posted before Alex posted his clip? Did you see the tweet that that I I added to
0: the group chat? Uh, no, we don't pay attention to you either.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. At least one of you commented on it.
0: Um I'm sure I did. I'm scrolling down of you trying to see. find it. Just tell me what it is so I don't have to keep it down. The
2: dollar index one.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no. this is pretty interesting, right?
2: Like, uh, right off the heels of incredibly, mm. incredibly high inflation, the mm. uh, do- dollar just looks strong as fuck, looks stronger than ever. It looks so good. Uh, the, the
0: DXY, is that like the US dollar um, denominated against like a bag of other currencies? That's I
2: think so. That's my understanding. It's an index of the dollar like strength as the mm-hmm. as denominates against like other major fiats. I, I I could be wrong there. I'm pretty sure that's what the dollar index is. I'm gonna look up what you guys chat, but uh, I'm just curious what you guys think the interplay is there, why that's well, happening in light of high inflation.
1: Well, one funny thing I wanna point out is that I do this so often where I look at a- I don't actually know what something does. Like I have no idea what DXY does. I just know it's correlated to dollar success. And so it's the mechanics we don't understand, but we can still talk about it. It's the same with like a lot of ETFs and stuff like that. People are like, "Yeah, I sort of know it does this. It's a short fund, and they don't really know what they're shorting. Like, am I shorting tech? Am I shorting everything?" What's in oh, the no, right.
2: yeah. Wait, we were right. We were right. It's the measure of the value the of the U.S. Of dollar relative to the value of a basket of currencies of the majority of the U.S.'s most significant trading partners. Uh, oh so yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's like a pretty good proxy for the strength of the U.S. dollar, right? Yeah, um, just relative to the euro. Yeah, JPY, so, whatever else. Like so, a, a really, really so like a really really basic uh, take that like pretty much everyone stumbled upon was that inflation was going to be high. Like everybody mm-hmm. was like on that one, but like I think a big mistake that a lot of people, a lot of people made, like majority was like, oh, because uh, like it's inflation, like the dollar is obviously going mm-hmm. to be significantly weaker, which I think is like a super understandable place to go mm-hmm. from like a to be there like that seems to follow fairly naturally but that isn't happening why why do we think that is
0: i mean it it is kind of happening it, it depends on what you're denominating the dollar against um if, if you're denominating against like real goods and services it is inflating right like gas is getting more expensive real estate's uh-huh. getting more expensive groceries are kind of going through the roof or at least certain ones are but it's
1: basically but, that
0: all these other countries are yep. getting weaker it's like like I was saying, CAD, GDP,
1: all that is getting weaker correct. relative. Correct. Like we're, I guess we have more inflation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you said he was. We have more inflation than the US correct. in some ways. That's yeah, the, like
2: that's the that's the hidden thing beneath all this, right? Every that,
0: game kind of sucks, but we're like the best game in town. Yeah,
2: like really, really, what's going on right now is like, you know, the dollar's getting all the headlines, but uh, what's really, really bad is every fucking other fiat currency. <laughs> really, really bad. So I I mentioned this because it ties in. It ties into what we're talking about. Um, and I found Will's thing kind of interesting because I didn't even realize, but for like the past like three years or something, mm-hmm. I've only really been thinking in terms of USD, even though I live in the UK and I spend mm-hmm. uh, GBP, I prefer to have USD pretty much always. Yeah. Um, I trade against USD. I never look at BTC GBP chart or BTC mm-hmm. EUR chart. Um just because I, I even when i'm like fiat brand like i'm not denominating in those currencies which mm-hmm. i'm more likely to spend on a daily basis than usd uh i i just always chart against usd uh and this is kind of interesting because like everyone and everyone not everyone not on an exchange or not like trading actively mm-hmm. basically just uh transacting the currency assigned to them at birth and they don't really think anything of it but like you don't have to do that right now. It's super super easy if you want to. If you live anywhere, mm-hmm. you can hold your currency in something like USD if you want. Um, and I'm not advising you do that. I, I I do that. I prefer to have like a higher USD stockpile than I do. Uh, but this GBP. is financial advice. Uh, I prefer that just because it's like <laughs> I don't know. I think that's I think that's boring out in the charts as well. I think it's like a, a smart thing to do. I'm curious what Will thinks because he's in a sort of similar position where like uh, I'm, Canadian, I'm Canadian dollar. Dollars, man. Yeah, yeah. So like Canadian dollar, kind of similar to the pound. It's like, I'm assuming you're probably thinking along the same lines as me, is that you would probably rather transact in USD.
1: No, I said Singaporean. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking, but uh I, what we were I just go to like, the overdrive there? Am um, I, I actually, like, I've been looking into basically, cause I, I hold some cash in CAD and some in USD. And uh, I don't know where I came across this idea. Actually, I think my cousin sent it to me. It was just about like, Singapore actually has a pretty well-backed currency. Not well-backed in terms of like gold or anything like that. But just like they are like generally superior in a lot of ways. And they've done a great great job of balancing stuff off. And so if your whole, like this obviously gets more speculation than just like, oh, your cash bag in case like, you need to pay for something in emergency, but it's like it's slightly less worrying to be like, okay, like I have this other fiat currency that I sort of do trust the sovereignty of Singapore, and I trust mm. that they're probably going to continue to do well, and will continue to do well relative to Canada. I think we can almost guarantee. Sure. Sorry, Canada, but uh, even compared to the U.S., it's like I think there's a lot of potential for them to continue like to outperform, or to at least not underperform enough that I didn't benefit from the diversification
0: aspects. But you, yeah, Jen you, you weren't trolling when you said you denominate in Singapore dollars. I thought that was just a joke. Did <laughs> you went it off into like this actual explanation I'm like, oh no, no. I mean it makes sense, but <laughs> that's everything with
1: me though. People think it's a joke and then 20 minutes later they want me to shut the fuck up because I'm uh, serious.
0: Going.
2: So something something that I find quite interesting here is uh is like an, an implication like hidden underneath all this, is that you're always in a trade, like no matter what you're yeah. doing. Uh, people don't realize this. Like everybody just walking around that doesn't even think about trading, they're in a trade, right? They are mm-hmm. long their local currency at all the times. Uh, th- that's what they are always. When you're sitting in fiat, you're in a trade. You're short assets. You're long fiat. Like mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, you are picking a direction, whether you like it or not. Like you, this is not this is not a paradigm you can escape yeah. from. Uh, you know, people that lived in countries where hyperinflation really kicked in and they became like worthless, they didn't realize they were in a trade, but they were. Like mm-hmm. they were in a very dangerous trade, they just didn't realize. Um, it, it, so yeah, like that—that's something. That's the, that's what people need to be thinking more in terms of, right? So like this isn't something that you can just opt out of. You can choose to not think about it, but you might get fucked by that. Um, and you are and, always in a trade.
1: And a corollary to that is, uh, I had my parents over on Friday, and obviously crypto came up because I I'm just... annoying. And <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and I was just saying, like, how many people our age 20 years ago understood anything about monetary theory. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been like, maybe they learned a little bit of it in high school and they, or university and then they forgot it. But like very few people would know it. Whereas like now you have it, you'll be out and like the most random people, well, it's like clearly hyperinflation and stuff like that. That That's yep, not something yeah. anyone would have considered. Yeah, yeah, and so you almost right. getting memed into understanding that they are in a trade, like positively memed into understanding yeah. that they're in a trade. And, um, and the other thing is that 'Cause the world is so US centric that like some people, if they don't do online business and they're just focused on their own country, they don't like I've noticed this a lot, like a lot of even especially in Canada, like people that do very Canada centric things think they understand it in the United States because it's neighboring with us, but they don't. Like they don't talk to people that live there often, if at all. They don't do any business there or anything like that. And I think that's a big phenomenon and I'm I'm really wandering here. But if you look like like politics in the last eight years, 10 years, is people think they understand the US just because they read some stuff online, but they don't have any friends yeah. there. They don't do any business there. They don't get it. Yeah. And now if everything is a trade, people are forced to understand geopolitics a little bit better, to understand mm-hmm. how, how does this work? How does this work a little bit better? Like no one would have been thinking about like dollar weakness relative to their job a while back. But now it's like everything yep. matters since basically 2006, seven or eight when the financial crash happened
2: yeah yeah so you kind of have to you don't have to but it it you should it's it pays to pay attention here um and just like a really easy initial first step is like maybe you don't want to be risky like you don't feel like exchanging your your fiat for like crypto or stocks or anything like that and that's totally fair but something you can do like right now a super easy step is you can if you want Like you can take your local currency, you can convert some of it to USD. And that's you, that's you changing a trade that you've been unknowingly in your entire life. Like you're suddenly changing the parameters of it. And uh, that's a bit of a mindset shift in my opinion, Um, because you'll like that, that does change like what your wealth would be in five years, maybe for the worse, maybe for the better. Um, But like my point that I want to drive home is that you don't have to be stuck in the base currency that you were assigned at birth anymore. There's like a ton of exchanges, there's apps, there's really easy stuff for you to just be sitting in an entirely different currency now.
0: This is something that like crypto R- exchanges kind of. <laughs> this is something that uh, crypto exchanges have actually made much easier. Like I, I, haven't even thought about this really, but if I wanted to, I could just upload my USD onto, yeah, cracking Coinbase, whatever else, and they've also got an exchange rate for, I think Canadian dollars, uh, Australian dollars, uh, pound, and maybe a couple of others. If and it can kind of just serve as like a like a fallback yeah. forex exchange almost.
2: Uh yeah yeah absolutely I I mean that that's what I do like I I I only I don't even my my GBP banks are like they're like poverty I barely keep any <laughs> I barely keep any money in there. to pay uh, rent. Uh yeah like I I basically like convert to GBP for like when I I have to pay for stuff that absolutely has to be paid for in GBP. Mm-hmm. But in general because I I just prefer to I prefer to be in, in dollars in like when UST, when I say yeah. like I'm going heavier in fiat I'm probably not going heavier in anything other than USD um well yeah
1: Just something i want to cut in on is that what you're really getting at right now is that about a month or two ago you guys convinced me that this would happen so you were both absolutely right about this not being a hyperinflation situation and dxy strengthening yeah that's i know that's what you're getting at and i just gotta say you guys were absolutely right
0: i, I think it is worth noting that, that those two are not mutually exclusive yeah. um, and in that Again, relative to like goods and services, like things that you're actually buying with the currency, all fiat currencies are inflating. Uh, it's just that the U.S. dollar is inflating at a slower rate than the rest of them. Um, we Correct. kind of lucked out in that um, we got the what do you call it the oh not the Grand Exchange the <laughs> <laughs> what. <laughs> No, the uh, it, there's a term for it. I, I believe it's <laughs> reserve currency. Uh, uh, reserve uh, currency. I, Thank I, you I like so the much. Grand Exchange. I like I know, that. Oh, maybe it we could like, meme that into a or something. But yeah, we've got the reserve currency where. A because we're like the biggest, most trusted currency. Uh, most international settlement gets done in USD. Like I think China, Russia, some other big, bigger countries are starting to move away from it. But if like the UAE wants to sell some oil to Zimbabwe or something, they're not they're not denominating in their own local currencies. They're n- denominating this in uh in U.S. dollars. And I think to further that uh. Um, that status, we we entered the, the quote the petrodollar agreement. Um, so I think it's Saudi Arabia has to sell all of their uh, all of their oil to the rest of the world. They have yeah. to denominate that in USD. So that creates what hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars in additional demand. For yeah. U.S. dollars compared to all the other currencies. So all the countries, everyone who has a central bank, we're all printing. And so that increases the supply of all of these currencies. So that's necessarily going to weaken them all over time. But the U.S. Um, the US dollar has this uh, kind of special privileged position where while we have a lot of extra supply, um, we also create all of this global demand that sucks money out of our economy or it sucks dollars out of our economy. Um, yeah. Leaving less here, which means that prices don't inflate quite as quickly. Um.
2: Yeah, the whole world wants a ton of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: e- everyone does.
2: Like, no, no one, no one has enough dollars in general. Um, and this is like going to run counter to a lot of the, a lot of the texts you'll probably see on Twitter about how like, oh, oh, my god, it's like an empire falling. Look at the state of the West right now. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's horrific. It's uh, everything is going to shit. It, uh, I mean, less bad than everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean you, yeah it's not it's not totally wrong. It's not totally wrong, but it, it will lead you to the wrong conclusions if like you take all these things at face value. Mm-hmm. Um and I it's hard to even blame people for that because it's like as I said, it's a natural conclusion to jump to. But the US dollar is very strong. It will probably be very strong for a while. Um and yeah, I wouldn't want people to go full like uh, like just Lap up the pill entirely and be like, "Damn, it's all falling apart." You're insane to be in any fiat. Dollar strong. Make no mistake, dollar strong.
0: Well, and I think
1: fiat's part of everything for a while now. Like, you don't want to be so early on the trade that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's what. Like, if people are paying for a lot of stuff in Bitcoin, they're sort of fucking up because they're selling what is the most valuable asset in their eyes. If they believe that. If they don't believe that, then I just disagree. But. I, sorry, I just disagree. I don't know why I said that's a question. Uh, <laughs> control. Yeah, I got to get the proper intonation. Uh, I just would disagree with that. But the idea is like, okay, like fine if you're thinking that way, but don't be the person that's, I'm super long Bitcoin and I'm paying for lots of stuff in Bitcoin, unless they're straight mm-hmm. just converting a lot of stuff into Bitcoin to pay for that, which is, yeah. I guess, easier on fees. Like I have a hilarious hilarious one where I lost a bet with my cousin about where Bitcoin would be at, and he, he just didn't think it would be as high as I thought it did. And the easiest way to pay him was in Bitcoin. And I was like, so I've accidentally proved my point here because sure. it is just the simplest way to send money. Like mm-hmm. PayPal gouges you, Stripe gouges you slightly less. And but, uh, and yeah. so this is the best way, or you you can have a wire payment go through and wait like eight days to figure out whether you got, yeah. like, I had that last week or two weeks ago. We have, a, I don't know if you guys have it in the States, but Remembrance Day is on November 11th and it's just a, like World War II Memorial. And World War One. I, I should probably know this shit. Uh, and so on that day, it's a statutory holiday. And I was sent a wire on Monday night. And the holiday was on Thursday. And the holiday, for some reason, blocked the wire payment from going through. And I called on Friday. And they're like, oh, we'll just push it through manually. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. I don't understand how. Like, why, would their a, why, network, is, why would their
0: system have like, holidays like, baked into it?
1: I was like, I don't understand how a statutory holiday would slow down a wire payment that came three days ago.
0: Software mo- doesn't care.
1: Yeah. It was so weird. I like, it was on that call and all I was thinking is, Oh my God. Like every call with or interaction with banks is just another crypto DeFi thesis.
0: Yeah, people, people like kind of boohoo on Bitcoin a little bit like, oh, but the transaction times, it takes so long, you can't pay for your coffee w- with Bitcoin because you're going to be sitting there for like a few minutes or even a few hours. But uh, try wiring money internationally. You know, like maybe Bitcoin kind of sucks for like these like little small time day to day purchases. But if you're trying to move money from one country to another or even just across your own country, it's usually like the fastest option. I mean, only other only really exceptions would be like faster speed based like cryptos. Like I'm sure like XRP, XLM and some others like Dash or something might be able to move it quicker. But. No, com- compared to all, like, TradFi channels, Bitcoin reigns supreme in terms of, like, sizable monetary tra- transfers.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I As someone that, like, does business, like, online, I, I've mm-hmm. noticed that, like, in, in the past year, the number of people that have asked if um, if they can pay in crypto has went up a ton. Yep. Um, It's went up a lot. Um, it, It's super easy. It, it's, like, it's good. I just, like, send them a BTC or an ETH address. Right. And they can just send the rough equivalent, <clears throat> uh, the rough equivalent in USD, to that and it's pretty simple now it's like really really simple um Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's just like a practical example of like the currency acting as intended rather than speculation
0: you know i'm i'm thinking like uh this kind of like uh Currency pill thing that you guys have had to kind of like wrestle with um, denominating multiple different ones I think this is something that everyone is going to have to contend with no matter where they live in the future. Um, It w- we may be coming into a situation where like fiat even the US dollar starts to become kind of volatile I could see situations where like we're printing a lot of money for a little while and that's all getting diffused in the economy. And so things are getting really expensive, but then they're like, oh, but we got to tighten monetary policy a little bit. And then that kind of slows down or whatever else. And all while that is happening and all these other fiats are collapsing, um, we're gonna see increasing adoptions of crypto. We're gonna start like denominating like real economy things relative to Bitcoin. Uh, we're gonna have like uh, maybe some good algo stables floating around there, getting used, getting some traction. And so we may end up in a situation and a lot of like, Online economy things, metaverse, NFTs, those will probably be denominated in ETH um, or maybe sold or whatever base layer that they're operating on. Um, So we could be in this situation where everyone has to juggle like five different denominators to go about their day-to-day lives. Um, It's not something that anyone, I don't want to say anyone alive today, but most people alive today have never really had to contend with that. Like, uh, for me up until I got crypto pilled a few years ago, and just everything is in dollars. If I want to go buy some groceries, it's in dollars, rents in dollars, I buy flights in dollars. Um, but now that's going to start changing for I think most people and it, the transition might be kind of like, rough for a lot of them. They agree. <laughs> I know there are some like um, <laughs> DeFi protocols that are uh, n- n- trying to kind of bridge this gap. I think it's the the Kyber network. Um, it's technically a DEX, technically a liquidity pool, like underlying mechanism operates in kind of the same way as like a, like a uni or a sushi or something else. But it's supposed to be like, it's not like a front end exchange where you're setting like limit orders. Um, they're never, ever going to try and like mess with leverage or anything else. It's more like, um like this back-end wallet that you can hold whatever asset is it is that you want and whenever you go to pay for like goods or services or anything like that um you can just say like hey i want to spend in this ratio of the existing assets that i have so maybe i want to spend a little bit of my bitcoin a little bit of my eth a little bit of my soul um it's kind of cool yeah it's a neat idea it it I think a lot of people, especially like people who are kind of new to the crypto ecosystem, they're looking for like what's gonna be the new currency. Like, is it gonna be XRP? Is that what we're buying our coffee with? Is it gonna be like Dash or Zcash or whatever else? And it it could be just one single thing that we all. It, collectively agree to denominate in but we may just like if you go to the store it may just get denominated in like bitcoin or usd or something but then you show up to the register and you just scan your little thing and it pulls whatever um whatever ratio of funds from your account um the network the kyber platform or whatever it is that you're using it then goes and um, transitions that into whatever it is the merchant is uh, or is, is selling for, and then that's how the payment goes through. Um, so a lot of cool tech workarounds for the um, for the wonky currency denominator thing, um, if if need be. I had no idea that's what Kyber Network did.
1: There's I think right. that. I owned them for two years. <laughs> for fuck's sake,
0: <laughs> I made a, I made a good trade on it uh, like a, a little while back, and so I'm like, oh, I should probably do my due diligence and see what this is all about. And at first, I'm just like, oh, it's another Dex. Don't we have like a dozen of those? Do we really need this? But then I then I started to like look through its use case, and it's not just like oh traders trying to swap assets for profit or whatever. It's got like yeah. its own little thing, and a lot of DeFi protocols actually kind of do stuff like this, like. Um, Curve has kind of been like popping on and off the last few months. It's it's technically like a DEX or a stable pool, but it's just dedicated to stable coins. And They've got like the big ones, of course, and they've got all kinds of like obscure ones that you've never seen. And their front end is atrocious. It looks like some like yeah. 90s Windows XP, just like super, super like plebish gooey sort of a sort of interface and i i think that's kind of the point i don't think the point of that app is like the front end so much like most people aren't trading stables for stables directly super often i think it's more like a like a back-end application where um you may need um certain defi protocols might need to like hit its api to get from one to another seamlessly i think that's more its use case than anything else
1: I'm just thinking how hard that is going to be for some people to keep up with. Like, the constant question is always adoption.
0: And like that is a stretch for certain people. Yeah, it'll be... You guys think algo stablecoins are going to be, like, viable? Like, ohm... Like awesome protocol, just as like a DeFi money making opportunity liquidity pool, whatever. Um <clears throat> but it still seems like it's quite a ways off from hitting the point where it can just be used as like an easy denominator to pay for things. Nah, I
2: don't I don't think it'll work. Like I think it's a good think they're good trades because 'cause they're like uh they're like masterclass ponzi's but um i don't think i don't think it'll work really (laughs) it's just very it's very hard to get people denominating in other stuff um it's really really hard actually uh it is like maybe borderline impossible i don't know like how algo stables really plan to accomplish this um like it takes such a ridiculous amount of faith to get people to believe in a new central bank Mm -hmm. um it, you know, I, like, I don't know. It's real David and Goliath shit going up against the US dollar. Uh, it, it, even like, so like the closest anyone in, like in crypto has ever come to like denominating in crypto is uh, is NFTs denominating in ETH. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the closest anyone has ever got to getting away from USD mindset. And it's still not even been tested, right? Because this has all occurred in, in the throes of a USD bill market, of, a, of an ETH USD bill market. Um and it's so it starts to be tested. I'm pretty certain that if ETH have value tomorrow, uh those fuckers would not be equally happy with their same ETH value in NFTs. I'm pretty damn certain. Yeah. Um so like the closest thing we've ever gotten to non USD denomination in crypto probably isn't even non USD denomination in crypto. Uh so yeah, I'm skeptical right now. I'm really skeptical.
1: It, I, I think it's like just an early, early promise. Like things like Ohm, and uh, we've talked about some of the other ones, like Wonderland slash Time, and then Snowbank is another one of those new ones. Like the promise they're making is just so big, and it almost requires people to have gone through the jump of, okay, I'm really into Bitcoin. Okay, I'm really into ETH. Okay, I think I need to hold some stable coins. Okay, I don't like the way USDT, USDC, or DAI are looking. Like there's a lot of things people have to jump through to get here, and they can try and attract people with ludicrous. For for people that don't know, like all of these have had at some point have had six-figure APYs, meaning that like whatever it could be one hundred thousand percent, which would mean I guess you thousand x on the year if you were to hold it for the whole year, and um like then it's not returns, that's the APY, like the interest it pays, and that's what I attract people in. But it's like what happens with that in the long term? Like how do you attract people to this going forward as you scale out without maintaining that, which is impossible and would really mess with the system
0: it it seems like the incentive structure kind of gets boned like at a certain point like of course it makes sense for everyone to throw like all of their die or whatever stable coins that they're using into the protocol when you can see these insane yields on uh, <clears throat> on holding it on staking it in there um, but what happens when this gets so saturated and the APY the returns get knocked down to something um, not even bad just not even great relative to the rest of the ecosystem some like paltry double digit return um, and then you um, <clears throat> And I I think the point of ohm is that every ohm is necessarily backed by at least one die, uh, so basically one dollar, and ideally the price of ohm can never go below one dollar, but right now the price is sitting at, what, like eight hundred something dollars? even if you get like a pinky promise that it's never going below $1, there's still a long ways to go between here and there. And I think the journey to get there is going to um, leave a bad taste and early adopters' mouths, if well, that makes
1: sense. Well, so something that, um, I think this is from the D- the Bowtied Bull DeFi sub stack. They were saying that, oh, man, I want to get this right. Even if it cuts in half, like your the APY right now will double you in sixty days, and so if you're like okay, if the price goes down fifty percent every sixty days, you're still sitting neutral, at break even, okay, at break even, and that assumes that you like you're already up on it quite a bit. Most people mm-hmm. are, and uh, and that so that just is like do I do I think it's going to go down more than that in the next few months? What's the mm-hmm. community looking like and stuff like that? How is do they it- prevent a bank run? Isn't
2: it the case that most um, forks have actually went down like more than APY can support it?
1: Um, none of the ones I'm in. <sighs> nice one. Sorry, that was a shitty uh, ball punch there.
2: Uh, no, no, I just, um, I don't know. I, know. I, I, think yeah, because when you when you say something like it has to go down like this large percentage number to account for the AP, APY, like I, like it's important to understand that not think of that number in terms of normal assets. Um, because there's such Correct. massive supply inflation by way of that same API, so what you don't get is normal price action. When you look at all these charts, it doesn't look regular. It look it, because it's entirely leveraged price action. Like the supply is like constantly ballooning by insane amounts. Um, so you get like these weird looking candles where like a down day, a forty percent down day, isn't weird. It's like it's not it's not that weird in uh, in coins that pay out itself in six figure APY. Um so yeah, that, that's just something to keep in mind. Like it, it, like when when you hear like, oh, it has to done this massive percent for you to be done. uh yeah, just understand that is like not that uncommon.
1: That's how they. <laughs> that's right, how they... But it hasn't happened yet. Uh, not that that's.
2: It, it depends on which forks you're looking at. I guess there's a lot of own forks now. There's a ton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot.
0: That's how and, they pay out these crazy yields, right? It's just money printing, basically.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. They print, printing uh, they're, they they minting and minting own, new tokens. They print out their own currency. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, 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 Like they just make, they just make more of
0: It does seem a little like antithetical to the I don't want to say the entire crypto ethos, but I I don't know the hard money. I maybe you need like um like an well, adjustable supply if you're gonna like yeah try and peg the the value of, of one token so um, i actually i think it is actually
2: in line with the crypto ethos because although the apy is high now and that's like only a magnet to capital now it is like it is going down like a lot and mm-hmm. like by the time you're like x years in the future if almost still around it will have like a, a low apy but like you know it'll be it'll be small like the whole point is to have it be adjustable and have mm-hmm. it be like policy based and have it actually be like a crypto central bank i think it's something like OM succeeds is great it's really cool for crypto yeah um i do think it it is generally in line with the ethos of decentralization and like a step away from fiat uh yeah i'm just extremely skeptical because like with a high apy like that uh unless you're like insanely cult like and like good with memes and community like ohm you are just attracting apy apes right they're right. there for like a free lunch um so yeah it takes a combination of the two uh and yeah i, I hope Om does really well uh, i'm not in it anymore uh i, I think i i tried to out like pretty early uh because yeah, like, you were
0: early on ohm
2: yeah yeah because yeah. Cause I, as i said right it's like a, a god tier ponzi it's so so good um <laughs> and i think they were the first ones to really do it or at least do it well mm-hmm. um and it's just a cool project it's the kind of thing you want to see succeed i, I call it ponzi affectionately i should i mm-hmm. want to <laughs> um, it's a compliment like if yeah it, like a it good is.
1: ponzi continues to pay out and yep. no one ever gets rugged. And so yeah. no one ever gets rugged here, or it's like yeah. a slow, it's a slow rug. Yeah, yeah I don't mean Ponzi,
2: I don't mean Ponzi in terms of scam, which is like probably the correct definition of Ponzi. I mean Ponzi as in like the tokenomics are incredible. Uh, it, there's like really, really, really good. It's like a magnet, a continuous magnet to capital um i'm just really really i I don't want to be holding a, a large chunk of home which is what i yeah. find myself doing after <laughs> after a while of being am like this is too much in an algo stable kind and i, I should have stayed in it for longer like i i it I was definitely not optimally trading that but like a part of me just said uh no i, I don't like it i, I don't I, I don't think algo stables have like a super long-term future
0: hmm. that does kind of raise the question then what becomes like the common currency denominator? Like, do, do we just think that like USD is going to suck up all the all liquidity from all other currencies and it's just going to be like the common denominator for maybe even the rest of our lives? Or at, at a certain point, will even that fail too? Like, I feel like I've got kind of a read on what's going to happen over. I don't know, like the coming years, Um, like usually, like we see boom and bust cycles, like we're kind of coming into, we've we've seen these before, usually the, the global reserve currency, the the grand exchange, it it does the best for the longest and, but eventually everything kind of fails um, on a long enough timeline. I'm I'm just trying to figure out like, on what timeline are we operating here?
2: Uh, Probably like 20,000 years into the future.
0: Damn, okay. Probably no, just like the really... 1KYE, but no, 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 20KYE. No,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, when uh, yeah, everything does fail on a long enough timeline, but the thing y is, 20K. That, the thing is that a long enough timeline can be a really, really, really long time, it could be like a billion years. Oh, that's deep, man. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> it's like zero hedge. Their uh, like tagline is on a long enough timeline, everything goes to zero. It is technically true
2: they're not wrong they're not wrong there will be the heat death of the universe so technically they're correct
0: a dollar has to die at some point just although something
2: yeah. tells me that in the event of the heat death in the universe uh stocks will probably still be going up
0: <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> bullish bullish as hell
2: there, there's just be some algos like running uh, like mean reversion scripts on them i think they'll, i think it'll
0: be fine it it is interesting like Looking into the mechanics of the the late stage, uh, not late stage capitalism, late stage debt cycle, um, kind of currency tokenomic uh, <clears throat> mechanics. Like it's it's usually the, the reserve currencies um, actually can go into like these deflationary spirals sometimes. Like everybody's all worried about inflation, but I think like we were talking about in the the big everything bubble crash uh, episode. Um, the fact that all of these financial assets are denominated in USD, um, as soon as all of those start to go down, as soon as like faith and confidence in that side of the economy starts to wane, um, that's just massive demand for U.S. dollar and all large fiat currencies. Um, so it's going to be like this big counterbalancing thing. We're 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 massively jacking up the supply of new dollars, but at the same time um, we're, we're doing this because um there's just so much demand for them and we can't satisfy that it's it creates quite a dilemma it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out yeah i want to do an episode on my early stage capitalism theory is that what we're in right now i think so yeah I'd... i think we're true. in early stage capitalism true capitalism has never been tried guys don't knock it until we've actually Look, i don't tried. want you
2: using that voice when that's your own ironic opinion, Alex. <laughs> I know that's your feeling about the matter.
0: I mean, it is like literally true. You get you get all like these dumb dumb twenty two year old like college whoever's um, like eh, real communism has never been tried. Have you actually read Marx? Uh, talking they're about true. how they're they're
2: right though. They're right though. It real is. Communism it hasn't
0: been tried. It is technically they could, true. They could have killed so many more people.
2: So many more people it, could have starved if they did it right.
0: We we have. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We we have like moved some countries have moved across the spectrum from capitalism to communism. Some have moved closer to communism and some have moved closer to capitalism. Every time we move closer to communism, the closer we get to it, the more people that die. And the more, <laughs> the closer we get to the capitalism side, I don't want to say the richer everyone gets. There are probably some exceptions like, I don't know, maybe like Somalia's relatively free market. I don't really know. But for the most part, when you kind of pull off government controls and taxation economies, tend to do super super well and even if like net or maybe gross wealth inequality increases um the baseline standard of living for everyone increases much much faster than you would under any other system and um, yeah. best yeah. scenario like where crypto is all heading is this like hyper capitalist situation where um like the the sovereign individual thesis is playing out People get like game theoried into running into uh, like very low tax, very monetary, sound monetary policy environments and municipalities. And um, capitalism is the thing that works out because that's the thing that everyone actually wants to do. And then we actually get to like prosper under this system for some time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bucks is 100% the guy that can get baited into this conversation at a party. Whereas oh, Ryan yeah. would call oh, my word. Alex would be like, put, puts his drink down and be like, let me
0: explain this to you. <laughs> i raising my yeah. voice a little bit, puffing out my chest. Now you listen to me. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, like I mean, I, mean I would probably hold like all the same feelings as Alex, but just not say them out loud. <laughs> 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 it's
0: like that uh, that meme that dude's standing off in the corner. Like, they don't even know that I'm, I don't know, woke to monetary <laughs> policy. Monetary they don't theory. even know that
2: we're in early stage capitalism right now. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel at every party.
0: My my favorite iteration of my favorite iteration of that meme is the uh, uh, the guy standing up in the corner and he's like uh, they don't even know that I own Bitcoin and then everyone else is like
2: <laughs> yes we do shut the f- up. There's so many good ones of that. There's one where it's like uh, they don't they don't know that the, the board ape floor is at 35 ETH right now. It's <laughs> like yes we absolutely know.
0: <laughs> he won't stop talking about it. <laughs>
2: uh yeah well spoiler alert from that uh monologue fairly economically libertarian podcast host collection here i'd like to have i'd like to have uh an economically left-wing person on actually to discuss the counter case
0: i'm Um, not normally like a real like argumentative sort but i I could get into it on some monetary policy you probably really could um for yeah. anyone listening if you are like knowledgeable on monetary theory and economics but you do not share our views um harass will endlessly about it um we at, must be about like getting a feature Best
2: marks memes at, at niche underscore whisperer he loves to hear from you um,
0: on his personal account too not not yeah. modern sovereign account like blow him up like he's saying he's going to take the next week off don't let him If you want Will's telegram, I can give you that as well. If you'd like Mm -hmm. to message him We'll give him his discord, we'll give you his phone number, home address, whatever you need, we got you.
2: (laughs) Give him Will's home
0: address. (laughs) Just start like dropping like Mark's memes on his doorstep. (laughs) You've been marks
2: Just like print out versions of them.
1: (laughs) That'd be painful. Well,
2: we have a question this week. I have have a question. Do we really? uh, yeah, I, I tweeted out before we started. Out, like, what should we talk about? We got a question from Chiron. Hey. He says, he says, should you stay or should you go? Where is truly the
0: best, laugh my ass off, place to go? Um, is there any context to that? Or is I'm he always, just been putting song I'm, lyrics to I'm, us? I'm
2: absolutely not. It's a great song though, isn't it? Should I stay
0: they or should, should I, I go? go?
2: Yeah, um, it's good. Um, I, I guess he's talking about... Uh, like geographically like uh mm. you know part of like the modern sovereign is being like uh is being like free to free to live in the kind of environment that you want to live in and a big part of that is exit and movement and mobility have yeah, we talked about this
1: yet i'm actually I, surprised we haven't because this is so relevant right it now It is. We,
2: we actually should we should maybe talk about this completely in depth next week um so thank you for that idea Chiron. Um, hey. that's a good one
1: yeah, I like and Kyron I think we've to alluded to it before, because obviously, like you guys know, I'm considering moves w- within the country or outside of the country and stuff yeah. like that. And and I assume that's sort of why Karan's asking as well. Is wherever he lives, he's yep. thinking the same thing. He's like, "Oh man, like what's the move? What are costs, benefits, and stuff like that?"
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. A-, a lot of people are thinking about this
0: right now. Yeah, I mean, it. I guess it's super contextual, like relative to where you're living right now. Like if if you're in like. Australia or like maybe even the UK like some countries are going hard on lockdowns and passports whatever else if if that's an issue for you and that should probably be an issue for you um if it is it's probably worth going um it these things probably aren't going to get better in a lot of places um us is a little bit different um for all of our issues we do have like this great state system where even if the federal government gets kind of co-opted we still have a lot of protections if you live in like uh, in the right jurisdiction like if you live in like new york or or, like california you're kind of boned but um if you're in like the south or the midwest if if you're chilling in florida or something it that's not actually the worst place to be, and we'll probably see a lot of flight to those states, um, particularly within the U.S. So p- people in the U.S. have a lot of like easy lateral movement. It's not difficult to move states. Um, it, it is a little bit harder to to move countries and get citizenships citizenships elsewhere. But <laughs> or um,
2: uh, or just get vaccinated. Stop being a pussy.
0: You cowards! Just get the jab. Get just the do fuck. it already. Just get, get the jab, just and then get just the get next it. one, and then get the next one, and then. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm going in I'm
2: for my eleventh booster shot next week.
0: Hey, he's protected. <laughs> I'm boosting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the booster.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even without getting
1: into that, like the thing is that, like, if we're. Uh, I think I know where all three of us stand on on these arguments and without even getting into that just being like I don't think any of us are for like mandating it or even just the bad the, the bad vibes even even just like the <laughs> way people act the about it and vibes. stuff like that like it's it's not fun anywhere where people are acting like that and like you can start to be like who do I want to be surrounded by and things like that um yeah yeah, you guys know where I'm going with this. Like, yeah, 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 turn this into a vax debate. but the bigger yeah. thing is more like the liber not even like the libertarian aspect, but just the like go where you're going to thrive. go where things are good. And in a way, mm-hmm. like go where people are going to be similar to you in a lot of ways, and you're not going to have to be like hiding certain things or acting differently and stuff like that. And like all of that, regardless of where you stand, most people would agree. Like whether you're like the most pranched st- the most like pro-vax, staunch person, like you're like trying to give your kid their eighth booster shot already. Like those people want to be surrounded by more of those people, and the people that and don't want to get are it are like, that, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that's the sort of uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's seek uh, homo- I don't know how to say it properly hum- birds homogeneity. Feather,
0: <laughs> birds of a feather flock together.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's more intelligently
0: said. Um,
2: <laughs> hmm. You also have the option of plugging yourself into the metaverse, um, where there are no mm. vaccine restrictions.
0: Uh, do we know that yet?
2: <sighs> It'd be so funny if there was. Like you had to show a, a, a vaccine oh, pass. It's I'm sure there the will be some in, in Zuckerberg's metaverse. There absolutely <laughs> there will be like yeah. You have to have it attached to your Facebook profile. got to have to carbon <laughs> <in> neutral too. <laughs> uh, You've got that's
1: so funny. Bicycle to power your machine. You have you can't do anything. Like you gotta have solar panels set up to pay, power your uh, headset if you do anything non-carbon neutral then you just get bounced real fast Jeez. pay the zuck tax and uh what, what was their th- coin gonna be like dm or libra or something like that libra, Li- yeah libra. yeah
2: oh, i heard about dm yeah
1: Yeah, i think dm was their like v2 and then they decide just go straight for uh capturing all of our consciousness consciousnesses on the uh metaverse
2: good play to be honest smart play uh, to... yeah, but
1: for, for Kyron's question I think let's just take care of that next week because it's going to be a yeah. that's a long one like we just started to touch on little things like even just the vax mandate but it's also just economically and then even looking at like where's super crypto friendly right now where is where's your bet for the next 20 years if everything is a trade as Ryan says um, yeah that's a big one and I like that because I don't want to be always like 100% crypto on these casts. Yeah. Yeah. And uh especially cuz we're not very friendly to non-crypto people just oh, hopping into not like make it. Uh, not explaining what home is at all. We, <laughs> we didn't case. explain what as you're right. <laughs> listener train of thought. We didn't just these guys we, we,
2: we were just saying like the, the weirdest sound like oh my like a- a- APY. I we didn't explain what the percent olympus percent protocol. APY was.
0: floating will never go below a dollar. <laughs>
2: We didn't explain what Alexis we, we said
0: algo, We said algo stable coin a few times. I think that if, if you're uh, listening uh, to this, you probably know what a stable no, coin no. is.
2: Absolutely not. I, a okay. ton of crypto people don't know what an algo stable is.
1: <laughs> I think this is where we, we can grow a bit here is that like I know I have like a lot of my friends that listen are not as into crypto as I am, and so are listening to like learn some stuff and instead. <laughs> like it's basically us just like trading our own ideas with each other it's like okay yeah. this this it's like we're stress testing each other's ideas no concept of what there's people so know. much
2: presumed knowledge here but you know what <laughs> fuck you go look it up just google it just, if you hear a word you just, don't yeah, know just,
1: okay just dm ryan asking questions don't dm ryan, actually, me well actually looking at the cypher feed he has probably talked about most of these things in some ways Urbit. yeah you have a good thread in that i think ohm you've mentioned that once or twice and i, I, I love there's one it. electrician out there that's like why the fuck are these guys talking about home <laughs> i think that's uh, resistance is how you measure it yeah you Something can like search that, yeah. like
2: yeah well right you can search pretty much all these terms against uh the cypher algos account and i'll have like link to some mm-hmm. shit on them or like you, you search in like the cypher discord or just google yeah. it honestly just come on stop being lazy all right you expect it's, to listen to a podcast on complicated issues and understand everything first time around fucking
0: google it this does make good like question fodder, though. We keep ban- like badgering all of our followers to like, hey, hit us with DMs if you have any questions. And, yeah. Like, literally, if like we just go over, so it doesn't have to be like some, hey, what's your take on this? If we if we get a little bit of, ahead of ourselves, uh, we're happy to like take it down and ouch on the next episode and go over it. Or At least I am. I don't know about you guys. I'm not. All right. I'm on Just it. mute Ryan. Ryan's a
1: fuck the normie sort of guy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> This is, this is actually a perfect example of what we could have on the mods of uh, Twitter, though, is uh, I'll start trying to look some stuff up based on what I thought was the biggest knowledge gap we failed to think about. And That's right great. now, I was explaining what the fuck Ohm is.
0: <laughs> it never even it's occurred so, to me that we... So funny. We it's kind of popular now. Doesn't everybody just know?
2: No, absolutely not. I it's bet been... less than half of our listeners know what Ohm is, never mind an algorithmic stable coin. <laughs> uh it's fine oh man it's good shit fun
0: how much do people in like your guys's real lives know about this podcast like i've i've told like a couple of buddies but like like even my like my sibling Uh, that lives with me doesn't even know i'm doing this right now
2: no no it's literally just my girlfriend
0: yep yep i I have no idea
2: how to explain this to anyone else
1: yeah my dad saw the mic and i told him it was for porn
0: what (laughs) like, interactive porn that, like, you have to talk to like, are you, like, Like, ASMR.
2: Like, ASMR porn?
1: <laughs> you <laughs> you me to
0: it if that's the case. That sounds interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. That is not the case. Uh, it is just one of those things I like, I wouldn't even know how to explain this properly. Like, friends know, yeah. and stuff like that. It actually because... They could work out to be a good way to explain certain things. Like if we'd done a better job, then this would have been like, oh, now I don't have to have the OM conversation with people all the time. But instead, we did the uh, we jumped right to like, okay, like comparing algorithmic stablecoins. Like which ones are more likely to last, and how do we think the APY versus price tradeoff is going to play out over the next two years? Which is yeah. very different than being like, should I ape? Which is what some people are mostly
0: thinking.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah could you know, the a more common thought that occurs to me med podcast is, man, you know people that really know their shit is going to be like this is t- so basic and then like it never even occurs to me that like the ninety nine percent would be like, What the fuck are you guys even talking about right now i need to I need to take like notes on this podcast that I'm supposed to be having fun listening to
0: is anybody not taking notes listening to this right now? It's crazy uh, if, if you're like, not like taking notes cardinal sin, like yeah, poster your notes. It not gonna make it that'd be good can we get somebody to do like show notes for us <laughs> that would be that would that'd be, be our job i think
2: no no I think it's, I think it's their job well I think, it's, I think it's up to them joe rogan uh, doesn't write his own show notes come on
1: do they have show notes i feel like it's I, just i don't know the show notes <laughs> would just be uh smoked weed smoked weed discussed hunting smoked more weed got drunker and uh then talked about using a sauna
0: there was a there was a really good podcast that went up maybe almost like a week ago it was technically the uh, Tim I mean it, it was almost as good as that almost as good as that um it was uh Tim Poole's Timcast IRL um he had Ooh. they were all just like holed up into this RV they had Joe Rogan Alex Jones. Michael Malice um I think if like one of the like some reporter that was like on the ground in Kenosha like when everything like was going down with the Rittenhouse thing a year ago uh and then like a couple other like bc list internet conservative commentary personalities on it 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 was kind of fun it was it was very loud Joe Alex Jones yells a lot like
1: yeah "Mm -hmm." my type of guy that's that's the sort of energy I want to bring to this podcast eventually. Is Will the Alex Jones of Will is actually just, Kind of the, the Alex.
2: Jones of the what does show. that make? What does that make me and Alex? If oh. he's the Alex Jones of the show. Um,
0: I don't know of those. I'd be flattered if I got to be Michael Malist. I think Ryan's more of a Blair White. That that's who it was. That's who was I, on the show. Who is Blair White? Um, I, one of I, the I'm going to look this up. Hold on a second. Hold on a fucking man.
2: second. I'm looking this up
0: um issues <laughs> oh, fuck, you.
2: That, fuck you
1: guys fuck you guys <laughs> i'll add that to the show notes <laughs> the fuck is
0: this? is i think we're kind of devolving right at the, the one hour mark i'm gonna this is perfect yeah one hour is when we get silly <laughs> i actually did
1: re-listen to the original like joe rogan alex jones podcast and they're fun like, Oh, they're great. But the thing was after it, I was like, holy fuck, I talk like Alex Jones. Like, we have the same <laughs> Hello, sentence completion rate before oh we change God. topics. I was freaking out. I was like, oh. oh, my God. He just prefaces everything with a preface and goes on and on. i was like, this is how I talk. This is not good at all,
0: at all, at all. get um, him, like, yeah. a bowl of bones to munch on during his show. It'd be complete. Yeah, he's got to get chunks of liver, and he's good to go. And no doubt. <sighs> Ryan, are we still <laughs> waiting on you to look up Blair White before. Uh, no, I I'm, I'm uh, am
2: just I'm scrolling her feed right now. Uh,
0: what 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 does she talk about? I,
2: she just seems like a a regular like right-wing grifter.
0: Kind of boomer Con seem, Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, it seems like uh, she yeah, she fits into that group, I guess. I don't All know.
0: Right. Well, she was also on that podcast. She didn't talk much because Alex Jones was there, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for this.
1: I was telling Alex before, Ryan, that I'm taking this coming week off. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to take it off and like obsessively read about crypto. And now I've got something to do when I'm not reading about crypto. It's just podcasts podcast like White. this. Nice. Yeah. Just pacing around with my headphones on. like, yes, yes, yes. This is we great. Should,
2: we should try and get Blair White to come on the show. <laughs>
0: That'd be fun. I'd do it.
2: She's not that big.
0: 300k followers. We could go. Yeah, we need to start shooting up a little bit.
2: Yeah. Who's showing like, Gatsby? If you guys could claim the, the heroin if you guys could climb the infinite clout ladder who would the your guest be
0: oh um i i do want i want mold bug and teal uh pure
2: Teal was mine i would uh pure Teal would be an amazing one to have yeah
0: on. that'd be super good um i don't know if she heard him do any
1: podcasts i think he did uh what was that dude's name dave rubin i thought i heard him do him like yeah he's been on
0: the rubin Surewood. i think he's been on uh, what's his name eric weinstein he's got that the portal oh, yeah, podcast yeah. i think they work together i think Weinstein yeah. works at um teal capital so they're, mm-hmm. they're buddies and they did a podcast together um he does like a, a lot of like keynotes at um yeah. events and whatever else um i don't know if he has like his own like platform podcast meet him whatever if if he does that'd be worth
1: looking at too he's yeah he's eric weinstein's only redeeming factor is so i'm like oh well, man if like peter thiel likes this guy and thinks he's smart that is one final point for
0: eric weinstein after he just sounds like a narc when he talks about everything else <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like a wicked high iq dude he's like a fucking theoretical physicist or whatever he just he, he gets on to politics and stuff and I, it's just own it enjoyed- IQ.
2: I've enjoyed the hell out of some of his podcasts. He's had a couple that are really fun. I think the Portal is good. The, I do. Yeah, like I, 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 don't listen to the Portal, but like there's been a couple of Portal episodes I listened to, and they
0: were really, really good. He got one with a uh, I don't know what her, I forget what her real name is, but Riley Reed. She's like a very like high end porn star or something, and they, they just like spent a couple hours talking about like being in the porn industry. I picture well, him asking
1: the most awkward questions. It was a very uncomfortable
0: list to listen to. His it- glasses
1: fogging up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, have on to, that note... I'll have to check that out. <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> we really the the- there, There's a sweet spot. Because if we started at... Where did 1007 yeah, Eastern Standard yeah, Time? Pr- pretty much at like fifty six minutes in, we always just start to get onto something stupid. I feel like uh, this is the best part
0: of the show. Yeah. This is easily the most entertaining.
1: Yeah. well, it's also fun because when we get to the end, we start to we're we are uh, accidentally hyping our next episode, saying so we're going to talk about, I guess, mo- mobility and uh, I guess geographic mobility. And I still want to do an episode on Martin Screlly. I want. Uh, I know Ryan's a fan. And I want, want more deets on him, more information. He about would him be a great episode. Can we like ship
0: a pod or a pod mic to his cell?
2: I would love to have him. Screlly, <laughs> maybe even above Teal. Uh, maybe Gee, not. I yeah. don't know. Th- those are about even for me. Those would be my favorites. That'd be very
0: good, man. Um, yeah, you guys have anything else? No. Uh,
2: let me check if we have any more questions. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-huh is your do.
0: internet slow or are you
2: just refreshing uh, no i just uh, i am on the, i haven't loaded up Twitter. uh no no more questions we're good
1: odd stuff i'm gonna kick oh, the one break. of them that we didn't fully answer
0: <laughs> this is why people, people ask us questions because we just get onto like tangentially poking fun at jews and talking about porn
2: whoa whoa, when, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa the, the, the tribe
0: the tribe, the the tribe. tribe.
1: The not jews, jews. <laughs> in post Oh, I'm glad that yeah. Do Do we know how to edit audio yet? I yeah, um, remember you guys were saying I was gonna have to pay for the audio editing because you knew
0: it would be me. Now we know it's also <laughs> Alex. Alex, Alex yeah, it's yeah, Alex. it's 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 not just a. I'll cut like the last like minute and a half off. I'm how the only mashup. person on this
2: podcast. Fun fact: I'm the only one that has not disparaged Jews yet. I haven't disparaged them. I said
1: there. they have advanced networking <laughs> techniques.
0: <laughs> Fuck! I don't think I technically disparaged <laughs> them either we just
1: no you i think you can say the jews you can't say the blacks
2: see when you look up at like modern sovereign episode 12 like three years from now uh this is going to be missing it's going to go from 11 to 13 real fast yeah
0: buy it now you can nft pending we'll throw it in like the vault for like people who want to like pay for our raunchy content <laughs> the thing is is if we only talk like
1: this at the end and say like no, I wouldn't even say reprehensible stuff. We'll say like things that are like uh, four on the scale if we shouldn't say it.
0: Yeah. then
1: uh, like it's only people that liked us enough
0: to listen, so they won't do anything with it. Yeah, like you you look at like the 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 stats on the the distribution app or whatever and most people kind of fall off at like the 40, 50, 55 minute mark. So I I think uh, like maybe just like a few like old school homies, like people who know yeah, uh, the hardcore sovereign are listening to this and I think we'll be okay. We're all all That's, right. We're all all right. It's wild that they drop off at 40. I didn't know that. I guess oh. it's just Wait, which is actually like pretty high retention. Like it's bad if um, you get to like five, ten minutes and then everyone's dropping off. But if that's yeah, pretty much like my dating life. The end of it. All right, <laughs> I, I feel like I've said all right. Do we have anything else? Like four times now. Are we good to go? No, no we're <laughs> anything
2: good. Anything else? Anything else, guys? <laughs> no, no, we do not.
0: Nothing Please else. Anything Craig. else? Get, nothing else. Craig, get the heck out of here.